This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by Private Label Skincare. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Reed. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today, my guest is Natalie from Euphoria Skin. As the director and owner, Natalie established Euphoria Skin in 2004. Early on in her journey, Natalie made the commitment to her clients, ensuring that they love the skin they're in, and this vision is what motivates her to continuously strive for excellence in the skin industry. This year, Natalie further committed her vision and developed a 10-year plan to make a difference globally to the lives of 1 million people suffering with acne. With her experience, knowledge and proven success, she vows to inspire others within our industry to think about skin differently and to create a movement, a new era of skin confidence for acne sufferers. With no skin jargon in sight, the Clear Skin Project aims to educate on acne holistically and covers everything from skin positivity, the impact of language and inner dialogue, diet and nutrition, gut health, supplementation, sleep, stress and hormones, all of which we cover today. Here's Natalie and I for Beauty Industry. Nat, welcome to the Beauty Industry podcast. Thank you, Tamara. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first ever podcast. So yeah, thank you for the opportunity to having me on. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. And I'm excited to hear from you. I mean, we are, can I call us friends? Absolutely. <laughs> so yes. we're friends. Yes. Uh, we've had lots of chats and been to lots of events and had lots of wine together. So I'm going to call that a friendship. But I actually don't know a whole lot about your kind of career and your the start of how you entered into, into this industry. And we start there with all of our guests. So let's unpack that. So um, I've now been in the industry over two decades and it's been phenomenal. Like the industry has been so good to me. I'm so fortunate. But it all actually started when I was 15. So I was at school and um, failing school. I failed every year Um, and I was 15 and I pretty much went to mum with a proposal and I was like, I want to leave school and I want to do beauty therapy. And, you know, I was waiting for a bit of a battle, but she just turned around and she said, sure. And I was quite surprised by that. Looking back now, though, I realised that she probably saw my lack of potential at school Mm -hmm. and she knew that it was something I was really passionate about. So as a young girl, I, um, from about the age of 12, I used to visit a beauty salon. It was an Ella Bache beauty salon. And I had my legs waxed, my brows waxed, the occasional facial. And that really sparked... um, this feeling, this intrinsic, this intrinsic feeling that I wanted to be able to do this for other people. Mm. Because the one thing that I always remember is every time I left, I always remember the way that I felt. You know, I felt incredible. And so that is actually what I wanted to be able to offer other people. 
So at 15, I wanted to do beauty. I wanted to get an apprenticeship, but there wasn't really many going. I was from a small town. And um, and so, you know, I looked into diplomas, but unfortunately, mum and dad weren't in the position to pay. And so I pretty much said to them, you know, what I'll do is I'll work two jobs and I'll, you know, why I do that for a year, I will study. So I actually started at TAFE and did a business admin uh, course, which at the time I didn't realise that it would be so helpful and it's still helpful these days, but that gave me the opportunity to save. And so the next year I started. So that was where it all began. And um, I was lucky enough to get a job during that time. So I was actually working as a beauty therapist while I was studying. And, you know, I started, you know, wanting one thing and it actually changed through the year of of me doing the diploma because that is actually where I started to experience acne for the first time. Right. So, yeah, so that's actually where I started to experience a skin condition which I was then able to, you know, be introduced to the tools that could potentially help me. And, you know, that my journey with acne went on for a few years, but it really showed me a few things, like one, how having a skin condition made me feel. And it also excited me, you know, to the fact that I could treat it. So, yeah, that's where it all began. So, yeah, it was around about 16 that I got into the industry and I just loved it ever since. Mm, you're my favorite type of therapist because not only were you a client yourself before you were a therapist and so many therapists I've asked, have you ever had a treatment before you got into this industry? And they're like, no, it just looks nice and glamorous, right? But you actually experienced and you immersed yourself in the industry before you went into industry. So you totally get it from a client's point of view. And then also to have a skin condition and feel that heartache and want to heal that and, you know, get those incredible results. Now you can do the same for your client. So that just for me makes, yeah, like the best therapist. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, I know when I was at college, you know, there weren't actually many of us that went on to actually be therapists. There was lots of like beauty school dropouts and, Mm. um, and a lot of people, it was interesting because I know a lot of people that were doing my course were like, oh, I have to touch people. That was actually really interesting for me. And they're like, I don't really feel like I want to touch people. Mm. So I think they weren't really in tune. And, you know, as therapists, we're really, we're givers, you know, and we love being in touch with clients. So I feel like you nearly have to have that to succeed in the industry. You know, it's a really giving role, Um, you know, and if you can't do that, it's, yeah. Not for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you got out into industry, you were working while you were studying, did you always know you were going to be a business owner or how did your kind of career go from there? So I would have to say, you know, I was lucky enough to have a job while I was studying, but it was also to the first time that I experienced um, not being treated that well by an employer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realise that that was something that, you know, happens in our industry and it still happens today. Mm-hmm. So I experienced that in my first role. And I sort of promised myself that I wouldn't be put in that position again. You know, so I started looking for a new job and I was lucky enough to land a role with really the leading franchise at that time. So that would have been in 2001. And they were an amazing franchise to work for. They were the first franchise to bring laser over. Um, I learned so much. I had an incredible boss, a great team. We worked amazingly together. 
And then our, our, our manager actually left and we had a new manager and I quickly saw how much everything crumbled. Mm. So the team all left. There was 12 of us. I think by the time I left, there was one or two remaining. The manager was really toxic. And I started to experience an environment that I was like, you know, I really, I feel like I can do better. And I don't know, I'm a Capricorn. So I don't know if it was the Capricorn thing, but I was like, I can do better you know, and I would really love to create my own space. And so at that stage, I was 18. And again, I went to my mom and I was like, mom, I want to open up a business. And she was like, great, let's do it. So um, yeah, so that was sort of the beginning of Euphoria Skin. And, you know, I had to jump through a lot of hurdles because at 18, being female, you know, trying to get a lease, um, you know, Mm. everyone, it was just no, 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 no. But like everything, I never take no as an you know, for an answer. And so I actually ended up buying the building that Euphoria is in. So I still own it today. So no one would lease to me. So I ended up um, really, you know, taking that stretch of buying my first property at 18, which we still now have. And, um, and yeah, just being like, let's, let's do it. So obviously at 18, it was exciting. It was fun. I thought I knew a lot, but I really knew little. Mm. Um, And so I have spent, you know, the last two decades making lots of mistakes um, but also to learning from every single one of them and yeah euphoria skin just you know continues to develop so back when we opened up the clinic in I think it's 2003 uh, it was called euphoria beauty because we were a beauty clinic or a beauty salon offering everything from waxing to pedicures facials and tanning and I really loved that obviously skin has always been my thing though so that was sort of my department um and I've never actually been very good at beauty so I've never been able to paint toenails very well I was never really amazing at waxing it wasn't a natural skill but skin treatments it was just always my thing Mm. so yeah that's that's really how euphoria skin was born and um or euphoria beauty and then we changed to skin we moved to skin only in 2017 Mm. so you know it was it was yeah 15 years uh it took us 14 years to to transition into a skin clinic and um yeah at the time it just felt like it was you know it really made a lot of sense but again it was a big jump and it was a lot of risk um I'm saying to my husband you know I want to go skin only like it was always this intrinsic feeling but I I just was always a bit scared Mm. and um yeah and he said to me babe if you lose all your clients and you've got no money that's fine you know I'm here Um, for you so just having that I was like okay we can do this so yeah so that was really the beginning of euphoria skin wow oh my goodness there's so much there that I need to dive deeper into so firstly how's like the ambition of an 18 year old going I'm just going to buy the bloody business if you mm. won't give me that lease. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. There's something magic about being a teenager or even just like the very beginning of your 20s that it's like you're unbreakable. <laughs> you are because there's no fear, Tamara. So mm. like at, when I look at myself at 18, like I didn't have a family. Mm. You know, I was only, I only had to look after myself. I still lived at home. I didn't have a lot of financial sort of, um, you know, things that I that I had on except for this, this loan that I had taken out. Um, But you know what? And we made no money for the first three years. So Mm. the only thing I used to pay was my loan and um, very little come back to me as the business owner. Mm. But I just always knew that, you know, it was going to be better and it was going to be bigger. And, you know, I really just stayed true to that. But it was definitely the lack of fear. 
Mm, yes. And it sounds like you've got a beautiful support network in your mom and your partner as well, who's, who, you know, kind of cushioned you and said, actually, you can do this because that also would have been a real launching platform for you. Had your mom said, absolutely not. There's no way you can, you know, A, leave school, B, just go own your own business at 18 and had your husband now not said, yeah, let's do this. It might've looked, you know, quite different. Yeah. But I think they also know me and I'm pretty Mm. stubborn and I don't. (laughs) Well, that's the Capricorn, isn't it? (laughs) That's the Capricorn. But I also have, um, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I have, I don't have a lot of respect for authority. (laughs) So at school, I was always with the principal. I was always in trouble and I think mum actually saw that as a strength because Mm. you know I was willing to actually stand up and say hey like I don't think you're right like I Mm. think I'm 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 right and so I think I I really believe that she could see that potential in me and she was like as a business owner you're going to you know you're going to thrive and I think she saw yeah that maybe not so much book smart but I think when it comes to business I think she could see that little twinkle um and I'm so glad that she allowed me to do that because I know I did have conversations with people that were older and people that I looked up to and they said you know if you leave school you know that you're going to have to buy your own toilet paper I remember this conversation with (laughs) it was actually a um, one of my sister's my oldest sister is 16 years older than me, so it was one of her friends. Mm. And she's like, once you're out of school, you're on your own. You know, you'll be buying your own toilet paper. And at the time I thought, that's fine, I can do that. So I think there just mm-hmm. wasn't that fear, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then my husband, yeah, he never says no to me either. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'll that. I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, um, I was thinking just now, you, you changed from Euphoria Beauty to Euphoria Skin in 2017. That was five years ago. Obviously, the mm. skin industry now is absolutely booming, but you must have had an incredible foresight to be able to change, make that huge change because it's mm. not easy. You know, you would have had a lot of clients who love the waxing, who love the nail treatments, and here you're going, actually, I'm going to pull all of that from the menu and mm. just do what I love. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're very true there because we did have a lot of clients that we had to potentially say to them, we're not going to be looking after you anymore. Mm. The way it come about was I actually opened up a second location Mm. and that would have been in 2011. And after four years of running that business, um, four or five years, I really realized that even though I now had two locations, it was this this feeling that, you know, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Mm. And at the time, you know, I had been married and then had the twins and uh, my husband had got his now role that he still does, which is overseas. And it was just sort of like, you know, if he's going to be traveling overseas and I had the kids in two locations, it just didn't feel right. It was like Mm. something's got to give. So actually the way it, um, it all happened was that I sold my second location And I reinvested the money that I had made off that business into the clinic. And that's where it all started Mm -hmm. because I had this money and I had this feeling and I knew I just loved treating skin. And that's when I went to Alan and I was like, you know, this is what I really want to do. Um, And yeah, he was like, well, I'm going to back you. So it was scary. Um, I definitely did my numbers though on it. And I had worked out that, you know, um, our revenue was a lot of our revenue was coming from skin. Mm-hmm. So even though we were doing a lot of waxing, we weren't making a lot of money from it. So I was like, okay, so if even if I just, you know, cut our revenue in half, I'm like, what's left, mm. you know? So, um, so yeah, but I don't regret it. And, yeah, it wasn't 
really the done thing at that time was just before the trend started Mm. but I just wanted to do it for me um and then I started seeing it happening in the industry and I just love it I love that people are specializing in skin because when you spend your days doing one particular skill set you do become much better at it you know and I know that since we have started doing skin only we are much better at it than what we were six years ago you know, and as well, too, when I'm training my team and training is a huge part, um, you know, of working with us at Euphoria Skin, I'm just training on one thing, mm. you know. Yes, there's lots of skin conditions, but I'm not trying to train it across all of these treatments. So for us, it's made things a lot simpler and, um, you know, and it really like our, our purpose is to ensure that our clients love the skin they live in. You know, most of the clients that come to us are not loving the skin that they live in. And so it makes even you know, our purpose a lot easier because the whole team just know that's what we're doing, you know. So rather than waxing legs and, you know, doing all those bits and pieces, it's like, yeah. Yes. And I think you've just absolutely hit the nail on the head when you say, when uh, when you as a business owner understand your purpose, you convey the purpose to the team. The team understands the purpose. The team conveys that to the client. The clients get it. Yeah. And so when you look at something like waxing, you go, does that align with the purpose? No. So let's get it out of the business, mm-hmm. right? But I think the problem is, is that a lot of business owners don't do the work to understand the purpose or they think it's like this woo-woo sage smudge stick crystal thing but it's like no you actually need to understand why you're getting out of bed every day because Mm -hmm. that's going to inform every single decision that you make yeah absolutely after the break natalie speaks to her approach to treating acneic skin and how she teaches the team her knowledge that she is so passionate about but first a word from today's beauty partner community creating a skincare range for your salon or spa is easier than you think With private label skincare, you can create your very own skincare range to support you with both professional salon treatments as well as retail. Private label skincare has curated two salon starter packages to suit every level of business. And right now you can receive their four brand new professional salon products, including their new AHA peel and their salon course for free, valued at over $500 when you purchase a salon package. Simply enter the code BEAUTE, that's B-E-A-U-T-E, at the checkout to receive your bonuses. Head to privatelabelskincare.com.au to find out more. Thank you so much to the team at Private Label Skincare for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now back to Nat. I think purpose and values are two main really core important communication skills across everything. Um, yeah, and I would have to say that, you know, uh, the team's even got stronger since we've been doing skin. We have just become much more aligned as a business overall. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to talk about your results because especially when it comes to acne, they're like insanely impressive. Um, how do you guys approach an acneic skin now that you do specialize in skin? Mm. So um, the way that we approach acne and all skin conditions are exactly the same and it always starts with the consultation process. Mm. So that really is about investigating getting to know your client. And so we ask a series of questions that, you know, really before we even meet the client because they fill out the consultation form prior to, you know, attending their appointment, mm. we have a really good snapshot of that client. And a lot of the times when they're filling it in, they probably think, you know, why is she asking me about 
what time I go to bed and why mm. is she asking me what time do I wake up and why is she asking me about my bowel habits like what the <laughs> but the thing is is that it gives us you know the starting point and then when the client comes in for their consultation we spend a lot of time not only just focused on what they filled in in the consultation process, but we sit and we listen to them. So a, a huge part of our consultation process is actually listening to their story. And so a lot of the feedback that we get at the end of the consultation process is that these clients are blown away. Mm -hmm. One, because we dive deep. Two, we actually allow a space where they can tell their skin story. You know, it's a space for us to listen to learn, not listen to respond. And we also, you know, we get into how they feel. You know, we actually ask them, how does your skin condition make you feel? Mm. You know, what emotional impact is it having on you, on you? You know, and how would you feel if we were able to help you with that? And so a lot of the times when we drop into those feeling questions, you'll see them nearly disarm. And mm. a lot of the time there's tears. You know, we, we always I have lots of tears. I was going to say, I bet you have lots of tears in your treatment yeah, room. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of people don't open up about feelings, Smara. Like people that come to our clinic, especially people that have skin disorders, they're ashamed. Mm. You know, so conversations that we have with them, um, sometimes they've never even told their loved ones, mm. you know, the closest people to them in their life because there is a lot of shame. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with, you know, these skin conditions. So consultation process really is key, investigating, you know, having a look to see what is not in line, you know, and so that's where we start. And then we then start in, we, you know, we start the, the process. And when we treat the skin, not one skin is alike. So you're going to find that, you know, looking at acne, we might have someone that's a teenager. Mm. So teenagers, for example, like maybe it's not that it's lifestyle or if it's nutrition, it's generally because their hormones are surging, you know, for boys, they're surging with testosterone, girls, it's estrogen, and that is what's preparing them to be an adult you know so they can have their babies one day so you know it's really about looking at that and going okay how can we work with that then we might have someone that at 20 has just started developing adult acne so it's looking at that and how are we going to really work with that and then we might have someone in their 40s that have, has had acne for 25 years mm. and for most of our clients you know I can say that we're the last stop They've been to doctors, they've been to dermatologists, they've been to the chemists, they've been to Mecca, they've been to other skin clinics. And so, you know, it's all about listening to what they've actually tried and then going, okay, so some of this actually has worked, but we just need to put it together. And we put a plan together. We then, you know, we keep on monitoring the results and tweaking things. Um, you know, for some clients, they're not overly connected with themselves. So they may think that, you know, going to the bathroom once a week is normal, mm. you know, and we know that's not normal, but that's all they've ever experienced. So we try and have a look at the consultation process and have a look what's going on with their body and just slowly chip away at it. Because if we were to give them a full report at the end of their first consultation, they would just be so Mind confused. Blown. Yeah. Mind blown. You know, and so every every case is different, you know, but we just keep on monitoring it and we track the results. We take before and after photos and we keep on checking in. And generally, like if we get to the second treatment or the third treatment and we're not yet seeing a result, okay, what needs to change? What are we missing? Because I know I've been that therapist, you know, 20 years ago that struggled to do a consult, struggled to build trust with a client. Mm. I've done six peels on my client. She still had acne and I'm thinking, why isn't it working? You know? Yeah. So these days we just make sure that we just keep on reassessing and 
yeah, the results just come. And I think too, it's a lot of comes to the comes down to the trust that we build with the clients. And a lot of the time that comes from that first consultation, you know. And so once you have their their trust, a lot of the time it's what they do. Like we're not doing all the work. They mm. they are doing largely, you know, most of it. So yeah. So I'd have to say that's, you know, that's what the results come down to. And I should add there as well, over the last two decades, I've worked with many different product ranges mm. and we still do stock quite a few. Uh, some of it, you know, is retail, some of it's just back bar. But I also find that it's making sure that you have a product range, especially when it comes to acne, that can treat acne. Because mm. there are some ranges that are better than others, mm. you know. So partnering with really good brands also is is you know, is part of the, you know, part of the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, you speak to brands there, but it, you know, you're talking about internal a lot and sleep and the bowel movements and um, the emotions as well of the client. Um, this feels like a very holistic kind of approach. Is that the way that you would describe it? Yeah, it could be holistic, you know, and if clients sort of look at you like it is a bit woo-woo, you can change it to the 360 approach. You can mm. call it whatever you like. Um, because it's important, you know, and I think these days we're living this modern lifestyle, you know, and so we are a lot more stressed than what we would have once been. You know, we are not, we're not sleeping, you know, we're eating a lot of processed food, we're eating this Western diet, we're not in tune with our gut health and, you know, and it, our body is one. So, of course, you know, what you put into your food, into your body it is going to affect the largest organ of your body, which is your skin, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I believe that, yeah, it is important, you know, when yeah. treating skin. Absolutely. When you're um, teaching your team and you mentioned their lifestyle factors, are there any particular ones when it comes to acne that, um, you know, you kind of coach your team to, to have as like a little red flag, you know, and go, okay, yeah. maybe we should be avoiding these or maybe we should be changing yeah. these because right now I do feel like in our industry, we kind of blanket statements and that can also be dangerous. It absolutely can be. Yeah. So when we have a look at lifestyle, it's, it's really hard because the other thing too, when clients come in for a consultation, they're not always expecting us mm. to give them a 360 approach and not mm. every client will take it on board. For some clients, it might be straight away. They're like, what do I need to do? It's been 25 years. I've had this cystic acne my whole life. What do I need to do? Mm. And so when they do do the holistic approach, it makes the results a lot quicker. Where for some people, it might be month one, month two, month three, that they may start to be like, tell me more, you know. Mm. Um, But it is important. And probably the biggest ones, um, there's all of them really, but stress is a big one. Um, you know, we're living this modern lifestyle where we come across stress all the time, mm. you know, and for some people, they think stress is like having a car accident or losing a job. Mm. But the thing is where, you know, we come up against stress sometimes 100 times a day, you know, mm. we, we these stressors and it could be anything like it could be that we are just feeling, you know, uncertain. It could be that we were running late for work. Mm. It could be that we, um, you know, are overfed but undernourished. It could be, you know, um, you know, living in an area where there's lots of pollution, it could be lots of different things that are causing stress on the body. So stress is definitely one we look at because what research shows us is is that stress will not cause acne, Mm. but if you are prone to acne, stress is always going to make it worse. Mm. You know, we get this cortisol going through the body, it creates inflammation, it then stimulates essentially oil production and cell turnover. 
So stress is a big one, um, definitely nutrition. But again, we have to be careful staying in our lane. You know, we can't tell clients what to eat or what not. But what we can do is translate science back to our clients, mm. you know, and show them what research is showing or is developing, you know. So we know that dairy, you know, that's a big one, particularly what research is showing that it's more milk, particularly mm. skim milk, and that that can really play a role. You know, it's showing that it's, it plays a role in skin conditions. The, the, um, the biggest age group is 7 to 30-year-olds. Um, but, you know, if you're prone to acne, we know that when we drink milk, you know, it, stim- it stimulates our IGF-1 factor, which is a hormone. We all have it, but it stimulates it. So if you've got more of that, you're more likely to have that oil production or excess oil production and cell turnover. So just by having those conversations with clients and just saying, you know, let's, let's you know, I could, can suggest that you re- reduce your intake, you know, listen to your body, you know. And then, you know, when we look at um nutrition what people are eating if they're eating lots of takeaway fast foods it's like what impact is that having on you you know generally it's full of refined fats and sugars and carbohydrates and so you know that high gi type food it's again going to stimulate that same cascade and so we just always suggest to clients you know how about we get go back to basics Mm. you know lots of vegetables lots of fruit meal planning you know and then that then helps with gut health so I know like gut health definitely plays a big part in the skin and, you know, the gut, you know, essentially if it's not functioning properly, it is going to start eliminating through the skin. And, um, and I always say with gut, like, again, you know, we can use supplements and we can go to naturopaths. What about just listening to your body mm. and going, okay, you know, if you're not going to the bathroom regularly, what can we do? Increase your fiber, increase your water, and so start exercising. Could run around the block, you know, that'll get the, the bowels moving. So we can always suggest stuff, you know, and that's what I always say to my team, keep it relative. But I have to say I'm so proud of my team because I was I opened the fridge actually last week at work and it was just packed full of whole foods. Mm. And I didn't actually mention it to them, but I was so proud. Because I have to say, when people start with us, generally, they don't always have the most healthiest lifestyles, but I think it's sort of contagious. Like when we know that we're looking after ourselves, we feel better and it's educating, we're educating it to our clients. So we want to practice what we preach. Um, And so, yeah, but um, yeah, I would have to say that's sort of the main ones, like focusing on gut health, stress, um, nutrition, and um, yeah. Yeah, very cool. It sounds like um, you have facilitated a lot of training and education, but even for your team, you know, like I think in our industry, we kind of go, and I see this so much in the Beauté community, like, oh, what other product training is there? What other machinery is there? What other modalities is there? And I want to go to this training and this training and this training. And often we're just going benefits, ingredients, benefits, ingredients, mm. you know, or device. But it sounds like you're kind of looking outside of our industry, perhaps. Definitely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you know what, like what I want to create for my clients is a solution. Mm. So it's like, what does that solution look like? You know, and like I said, two decades ago, I was not, um, you know, it, I wasn't happy with doing eight treatments on someone not seeing a result. Mm. So yeah, I think it got me looking. I definitely think my own life experiences have um, contributed. You know, I definitely have gut issues myself. So I've had to learn how to work with that. Um, I am 
And I've done work the last few years, particularly on this, but I'm a rushing woman. woman. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to having, you know, high levels of cortisol. So, you know, um, mindfulness is a really big part of my life. And that's also something that I help, you know, educate my clients on is mindfulness. You know, like, are we meditating? You know, are we practicing gratitude? You know, and something that I always say is that if you think back to the 1940s and someone was like running around the block, you would be asked, who are you running from? Like no one exercised like that, Mm. you know, but now we see so many people exercising, you know, we know it's so important for our inner health or outer health, our mental health. And so it's part of most of our daily lives. And so I also believe that, you know, mindfulness is going to have to become, you know, meditation, I believe will, you know, at some point become part of our everyday life because of this modern lifestyle and because we're so, you know, we're so busy you know which creates stress and you know that just really helps to lower it all down bring us into our good nervous system and so our body can yeah come back into homeostasis which yeah is what I think that 360 or holistic you know approach is all about you know bring it back to basics Mm. and I'm wondering how you have coached your team into having these conversations because for you you were a client before you were a therapist, you had the concerns. So you've got that practicality, but a lot of therapists weren't a client and they don't have the skin concerns. You know, they're beautiful young 20 somethings that, you know, don't have the aging, don't have the acne. So sometimes it's not really a practical conversation for them to have, and they kind of struggle facilitating that. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that? Yeah, absolutely. I have to say though, most of my team have had a skin condition. We've Mm -hmm. got two, two, Two of our, our team members that probably haven't, but the rest have would have experienced skin at some point. But I think that all comes down to empathy. Mm-hmm. And you think about that client, right? So, you know, I said, you know, clients try everything. You know, they've, they've tried so many different solutions. And I think it's all about coming back to a place of empathy because we see those clients walk through our door. And even before they walk through our door, they have to think about booking the appointment. They have to book the appointment. They have to show up. There's been a lot on their part where, you know, and they may be thinking I might get a solution from this or I may not. So they've had to go through a lot to get to us. They turn up. You start the consultation. Generally, you can see, like, their self-confidence is at an all-time low. Mm. You know, so... You know, I've heard myself say this to my team before. If you feel uncomfortable, have a think about what they've been through Mm. because it'll quickly snap you out of it and you'll bring your A-game game. You know, you may not have suffered from these skin conditions, but look at your client. Mm. Like they are struggling. They can't make eye contact. You know, the hair's over the face. You know, I had a client um, recently tell me, you know, that she still wears makeup around her husband because she struggled with acne for 20 years. Like they have a family together. Like Mm. these clients are struggling. Mm. So I think that always puts it into perspective. And I think that my passion with my team particularly, like they know, like I'm just so into it that that it's like nearly infectious. Um, But for other therapists that are out there in the industry that, you know, maybe you know, they're not working in a environment where they've had exposure to all these types of things. Mm. I would just say, you know, start, start studying, look, look at what the research is showing us. 
because, you know, our body is connected. And so, you know, to be able to get the best outcome and smart people come to us to get a solution. They mm. come to us to get results. And so when you look at if you're a business owner or if you're a therapist, you still have a business within a business, mm. you know, you want to create raving fans. And the people that will rave about you will rave about you because you've achieved a result for them. So I think it just has that flow on effect. You know, you help one person, you can help so many. So, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys get really excited when you have these kind of tricky skin conditions. Do you encourage all of your therapists to kind of like bounce off each other and and check in with each other when it comes to prescription and treatment planning? Yep, absolutely. So we actually have a huddle every day. Mm. Um, and we discuss all our clients. So um, even if I'm working from home, I'll tune in um, and we spend 15 minutes every day. It's very short and sharp, um, but we do go through every client and, you know, and the whole team can then, so we have 15 minutes where we'll strategize on our own, look at our clients, put our notes, go through everything. And then we'll have 15 minutes as a team because occasionally we might have other therapists looking after other clients. So it starts to become a, a sort of conversation between us. But what we do find is that we're always collaborating throughout the day. So if we're doing a consultation, um, you know, and we're not quite sure or we've hit that two, three treatment mark and we're like, the results just aren't quite there. What am I missing? And I find it really helps, you know, even myself, you know, like if I'm looking after someone, I'm like, what am I missing? You know, we can just bounce ideas off each other and, yeah, and I, I find it's, it, it is it's really helpful, you know, to come together as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 20 years in the industry is such an incredible amount of years. Some people don't even last two, three years and you've been a business owner for a majority of those as well um, and started so young, might I add. Um, I'm sure you've experienced lots of lessons and lots of learnings Mm. over that time. Um, Do you have any standout ones that you can share with us? Yeah, so lessons is a big one because I've made every mistake in the book. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if this podcast would go for a week, I would you know, kindly take you through all of them because I love <laughs> sharing, um, you know, if I can save one person from going through it. But there's three main standouts. One is that, you know, if you are thinking about, you know, changing your business and you want to become a skin clinic, you know, if that is where you want to go, take that step, you know, mm. take that leap because it was one of the best things I've ever done. So I think you just have to back yourself, still do your numbers. It's important, you know, make sure that you've got a great team, partnering with really good brands, but take that leap because, you know, I think that's where the industry is going and it might not be skin that you're interested. It might be laser, it might be waxing, it might be whatever, you know. I think definitely specialising has has been one of the best things we've ever done. So that would be a great lesson for me, you know, just to take that step um, because it definitely took me a few years, you know, of thinking about it before I, I did it. Um, other lessons, so not related to skin, but I feel like this is probably just as important. Um, talking about knowing your numbers, mm. um, always making sure that you're looking at your bottom line because in this industry, you know, like I said, we're givers, mm. you know, and sometimes we give and give and give and give and give. And mm. at the end of the day, there's no money left in the bank account. Um, I've been there. I, I know what it feels like. So knowing your numbers and getting really clear around, um, you know, what does your profit look like, you know, and what do you want it to look like and making sure that you're constantly monitoring that. It's really important because, we're in business to help others, but we also need to help look after ourselves. Um, and also to leadership. Leadership, mm. it's really important. 
you know, and I was only having a conversation today with one of my coordinators and she was talking to me about, you know, working on leadership of our team. So, you know, it can be, you know, working on yourself as a leader if you have a business, mm. um, but or even if you're a therapist, like or looking at leading yourself and really stepping up because, yeah, leadership is one thing that, um, you know, I feel like that could be a whole other podcast, <laughs> um, but I've learned so much about leadership and I know that it's, it's another key besides purpose and values. It's like another key to a, a really successful business. So, um, yeah, I've definitely yeah learned a lot with leadership over the last two, 20 years. Yes, and I feel like, um, like we were saying before, having the skin condition to be able to understand it, to be able to get the results with leadership. I feel like it's exactly the same. You have to have the shitty leadership experience Mm -hmm. and do all of the wrong things and then see a great leader and understand culture to then be able to be a great leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know like with my leadership style, like I was just basing when we opened up our business, I was just basing it off what I had experienced. Mm, exactly. You know, so things that I had experienced was not getting paid properly, not getting paid to go to training. Mm. If you're going to have a sick year on Saturday, you won't be paid sick leave. Mm. You know, so I just thought when I opened up a business, as long as I paid my team properly and I paid them to go to training, that was a good leader but um yeah definitely a lot of hard lessons brought me to the place where I really had to look at myself and um when I was able to change myself and that's when yeah the leadership really got a lot stronger and um yeah I can say I'm now proud of my leadership where you know when I look back <laughs> the early days not always so proud of some of the things that I did Yes, absolutely. Well, you're a fantastic leader. You've got an incredible business, an incredible team, and um, just some outstanding client results. So um, yeah, I really appreciate your time today and, and all of the wisdom and knowledge that you've shared with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tamara. Thanks for having me on. Well, another episode and another fantastic guest that is so full of knowledge and wisdom. What I appreciate about Nat and the way that she leads is that she is there with the team every single step of the way. Not only is she managing the business, but she's working on professionally developing the skills of the therapist around her while ensuring that the clients are having the best possible experience through results-driven treatments. And that is an absolutely winning combination. You can find more out about the courses that Nat has been working so tirelessly on in the background by heading to the show notes and clicking through to the link or taking a look at their websites at thebeargeneration.com.au on the internet. Until next time, stay connected.